you know, if you if you're not acting, you're not doing something. It's likely because you haven't haven't been inspired enough to do it. So if you're not really eager to do something, there's a reason for it. It's because you're it's not it's not exciting you enough, which means it's probably not on path, right? If you feel like you should be doing something, it's it's you diverging from who you really are. Um, so I'm sure you've had the experience where when you heard something, you knew you needed to do something um, or that you knew you needed to act or you knew you needed to make that call or you knew you needed to look that up or watch that program or, you know, whatever, right? It's that, that inspiration that's like, yes, I need to do that. That's when you know you're on the right track. And that's when you need to take action. That's the inspired action that we were looking for. Um, Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast with your host, Ian White life fulfillment coach who helps people get out of their own way so they can live the life they were meant to. Hey everybody, Ian here. So, um, I was in a shower. It's where all my greatest ideas come from. And I started like trying to force myself to, to, to do something, trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do next? And I kind of had this impression like I was wasting my time. And uh, so, as I did in the last video, I presented my issue or challenge, typed it into to YouTube with Esther Hicks's name, and what I got was this. Um, let's see here. It's never possible to waste time. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to listen to her, uh, what she was able to channel and see if I can apply that learning to my particular circumstance. So here I go, I'm gonna share a screen, share a screen, optimize, share. <clears throat> All right, I'll see you on the other side. There have been so many things I've wanted to ask and it all comes down to, I feel like I don't know what I want. And well, then you know that you want to know what you want. I do know what. That so that's I want knowing to. something. So you just told us a big fat fib, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I is it possible to waste time? No. Because in not knowing what you in in not figuring out precisely what you want you are still collecting data that is m making it more likely when you do find vibrational alignment in the direction of what you want that you will find it faster in other words it goes like this as you're sifting through the contrast knowing what you don't want knowing what you do want so you know what you don't want you know what you do want you launch this rocket of desire and your vortex receives it but you're not lined up with it well you could say you've wasted time but you haven't because the vibrational variance between who you have become and who you're letting yourself be is now more obvious to you so we think that's a value so then you know what you don't want you know what you do want you you become more but you still aren't 
trained enough, you haven't trained yourself, you, you don't care enough about how you feel to really sensitively feel your way to it, so you don't. So the gap is still a little wider. And so as the gap gets wider between who you've become and what you want, you launch stronger rockets until eventually who you are is so powerful, the source within you is offering it in such a steady, consistent way that it's hard for you to miss it. Well, if you're not missing it and there's a big gap, how are you feeling? Not very good. Guidance that's letting you know. Time to focus. If you're not, if you have asked for many things and you don't feel uncomfortable, what does that mean? There's no big gap. You're closer to who you are and what you want than you're giving yourself credit. And that is the case with you. There's not a big gap. It's not that you have, you have moved vibrationally into a place that you're not allowing. It's that you are pretty much keeping up with what you're asking for. So there's not a big gap. But you are like so many people. Oh, we so love saying this to you and, and to others at the same time. You've come to equate desire with angst. We said to a woman one day, tell us what you want. And she couldn't think of anything. So we started some, suggesting some things that she might want. She says, oh, I don't want that. I've already got that. Oh, I don't want that. I've already got that. And we said, oh, we see. You think that desire feels like yearning. And it doesn't. Desire is sweet. Desire feels like eagerness. It feels like interest. Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself interested in things? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, yes, I, I do. And then what happens is I just go, like, I have wanted to act since I was so big. And I thought, okay, maybe I should just finally, I've taken some classes in um, commercial acting. And, but then when it's time to get the headshots, I'm like, I'm not motivated. It just, and it's not that there's a fear there. It's just like it's dead. And I'm thinking, okay, I guess that's not the right thing. Or I'll try to pursue it and I won't get calls back. Well, when you, when you, when you don't feel inspiration to move in the direction of something, it, your assumption is that you must be doing something wrong. Right. When it very well could be that that idea that you have about moving towards something isn't going to yield you what you really want. In other words, do you like wild goose chases? Do you like spending your money on things that aren't going to pan no. out? Do you like bad timing? No. Do you like, do you like co-creating with people that aren't very good at what they're doing? No. Well, then maybe that's why you don't feel like going. <laughs> and I find myself in that situation. Well, that's really worth thinking about, isn't it? In other words, how quick you are to assume your wrong place. We're speaking to all of you. Don't assume your wrong place. Assume your right place. If this was a really good thing, wild horses couldn't keep you from it, you see. And that's true. And until it feels like that, then don't go. Okay. And I, there are a couple Unless of you other... like dabbling. But dabbling can be fun too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Dabble away. So, and one of the things I love to dabble in and have been since I was 13 is this whole spiritual thing. I heard a story. You're one... dabbling at spiritual things? Yes. <laughs> We've given you everything that we've got from the boundaries of the boundaryless universe, and you're dabbling? A little We're playing bit. with you. We don't dabble. We don't dabble. Yeah. We, get, we give everything, everything we've got, which is all we are. Yeah. So I have a question. It's much I more satisfying this. than dabbling. Much more satisfying. So I heard there was this Buddhist story about how hard it is to actually get a physical body. And they, this Buddhist monk said, 
it's as hard as a turtle taking a breath, going down to the bottom of the ocean, coming back up and coming in the same place. Is it really that hard to get a physical body? <laughs> to come into a physical body? Not unless you're trying to be a turtle. <laughs> Someone just made that up. Okay. That, that's so, just, that's so, just silly. Okay, so that's it's pretty just, easy if you want to come into physically manifest. It's pretty easy to just do that. Well, bodies are overrated. <laughs> well, is there? I've heard you say we're, we're dabbling back. Yes, and I've, I've heard you got to get serious the, in your questions if you want serious answers <laughs> for now. No, but like, it's like I've heard you say in the past that it's not um, that you love us here in the physical because we let us are put it to you this edge. way there are way more consciousnesses focused in the physical world than there are those of you in your bodies in other words non-physical is not is not needing a specific physical body in order to flow we are streams of consciousness that's a misunderstanding by source the other day Esther was on the golf cart with her daughter Tracy and Tracy's two children on the property in Texas and they were running around the 40 acres in the bushes Esther likes to scrape them off on on bushes and things it's really fun those soft cedar trees slap them in the face and they really like it and so they're moving around and everywhere and they were playing a game one of the children would say where are we going next let's go there and they always chose a place that was far away from where they were there were usually gates involved to open and close and so forth and so they spent hours just going from place to place and everywhere they went there was a road runner the road runner standing there waiting for them wow. as if he knew where they were going and took a shortcut to get there <laughs> and then stood there like the rabbit eating this carrot leaning on the tree like where have you been and Luke said I think Jerry is using that roadrunner's eyes to watch us and Esther knew that it was so and since then roadrunner is peering in the window at Esther all the time she opened the door the other day and said come on in come on in he didn't come in but but utilizing every avenue so many avenues to enjoy physical experience you see and so there is no that sounds like there is some sort talk about shortage consciousness shortage of bodies really <laughs> really so are there multiple then um, non-physical beings connected to each of us do we do we have like a party around us yeah all the time collective consciousness all the time we refer to it singularly like your inner being or singularly like Abraham but it's collective consciousness you are multifaceted and you are summoning that multifaceted consciousness and it is in your determination to remain individual clumps that you misunderstand who you really are yeah. what's the I, I, know, I know there's no answer like the best way but I know and, and I know you've given us so many different options of things to do but I, you know you said it in the beginning one of the things that's really hard for me is staying getting happy and staying happy and just being 
even contented in the moment, not feeling like there's something wrong, something I should be doing. Well, you that just I'm have to practice doing. that. You just have to practice that because it's only hard for you because you haven't been doing it. It gets easier and How easier and easier. How do you practice that? It seems by, like so nebulous. By starting, by starting with things that are simple and seeing how long you can hold yourself there. And two things will happen when you do that. One is law of attraction will bring you more and more good feeling things to focus upon and you'll be more keenly aware at earlier subtle stages when you start to wobble if the, the analogy is such a good one of of catching the wobble early mm -hmm. catching the wobble early and so so if what you say is a common occurrence with you where you just can't get the positive momentum really going it must be because of steady introduction of contradictory energy it's it's like you're the yabat generation i want this but that would be really nice however in other words in your attempt to please everyone or be completely objective you trained yourself into contrasting vibrations that slow the vibrations of what you want down mm -hmm. you're less likely to do that as Esther started writing and she became really determined it helped her when Jerry didn't leave that's what Esther likes to say he took off he didn't really take off he's more present than he's ever been more present in her mind more active in her experience in other words much more understanding of who he is and what he thinks about what she's doing than she ever had known before Mm -hmm. but a big benefit to her initial knee-jerk response of loss when Jerry re-emerged in a non-physical was that she temporarily could not control her wobble big-time wobble she didn't see it coming mm -hmm. she didn't see it coming she didn't expect to feel that way she didn't know what to do about it for a while but in the process of that discordant that steady discordant experience was born a desire that was not new it was just reinforced in powerful ways her desire to feel good just launched into a new orbit because she had not realized how wonderful it is to feel good mm. it's like Jerry always said you don't miss the water till the well runs dry and you don't miss your connection until you are chronically not in it and when you are chronically not in it your desire for it comes into a whole new heightened place and then when you rediscover that whole new heightened place now you're in a place that feels better than you ever felt before and then Esther hardly even wanted to kind of admit that she sort of tiptoed into that saying to Jerry on occasion I'm really happy I know I shouldn't be I really miss you though <laughs> I really really miss you though and if I focus here long enough I can make myself cry but of course you want to feel good you want to feel good and life will keep causing you to feel better and better if you'll let it yeah that's great yes it is thank you and one last thing Esther's body looks so great in colors I love when I see you wearing colors so just a comment I she love likes this, black this, she I know black is, it's, the, it's the color of her true heart <laughs> color of her true heart <clears throat> Stop shooting. All right, so I'm back.
I didn't get out of that what I thought I was going to get. <clears throat> um, but that's all right. So what I'm going to share with you are kind of like my bullet points for what I took from this. And then if you're interested, you can share below what, what your experience was. What did, what did you get out of this? And how might you apply this to your life? Um, so started off by answering the question that I wanted, right? So wasting time. Is it possible to waste your time? And here I am um, trying to get into the flow, trying to figure out what I have to do next and what's, what's what I need to do. And I started to feel bad about the fact that I was not, not doing, right? So she, she didn't really get into this the way she, I've heard her get into it before. But if you're able to tap into the way that you feel, and to know that your feelings are your guide, are your, is your compass. Um, something I'll say all the time is there's nothing more important than the way that you feel. So based on how you feel, good or bad, you know which direction you need to go or whether or not you're hanging out in the right place. So the whole idea of wasting time, which Esther was pretty clear on at the beginning, you don't, can't waste your time. That basically you're just sifting and sorting what you want in your life and that when you know what you need to do, you're going to do it. Um, but that, the, the, your emotions, the way that you feel, that's your guidance. If you feel bad, you're focused on something that does not align with who you really are and what you need to be doing. If you feel good, then you are doing what you need to be doing and you're going in the right direction. So feeling good or bad is irrelevant other than it points you in the direction of where you need to focus. And uh, something that I explain often to people is that when you are aligned with who you really are, feeling good, you are aligned with your inner source, your inner guidance, and you will, you're okay with how things are going. But the moment you diverge from that and start feeling bad, so that even the thought of wasting time kind of makes you feel like you're not putting in your full effort or that you're somehow lesser than somebody else because you're not achieving what you need to achieve so that you are now not aligned with who you really are you're divergent from your inner self that who only has the most utmost love respect and desire for you to be happy and if you diverge from that you no longer you're you are not believing what your inner being knows of you your inner being is not upset with you your inner being is only holding that happiness, joy that, that that negative emotion will bring to you. So when you diverge and start feeling negative, you are not believing what your source truly believes in you. Okay? So that's anything that makes you feel bad. I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm slow, I'm not, you know, successful. Anything that you say to yourself that doesn't feel good is you diverging from who you really are and what your inner source really believes about you. Um, as she talked about desire equaling um, some sort of lack mindset, the whole angst and yearning, um, because sometimes when we, we feel like we want something, it, it actually feels bad. Like we don't feel like we're, um, how do I describe this? 
because we often feel like we're going to be satisfied at a later date when we get what we're looking for, whether that's, you know, money, a uh, uh, relationship, a job, whatever, when we, when we feel like we need that, we need that, that neediness doesn't feel good. When your inner being knows that you're on, in the right place at the right time and that if you can relax, you're going to see the signs and the opportunities that are going to come up for you. So you need to kind of relax that. Okay. Um, but if desire, if you looked at desire in a different way uh, and thought of it more of, okay, where is my interest? Uh, where is my, where, where's my eye being caught? What am I interested in now? What, what intrigues me? Um, there was a, there was a, I think it was a Ted talk that I watched uh, a while back. Um, and I think it's, her name is Elizabeth Gilbert. She's like the eat, pray, love lady. Um, she talked about following your, following your interests, follow what piques your curiosity. And basically that's, you know, that's your inner guidance playfully helping, helping you through your interest to follow what you see, follow what makes you happy, follow what piques your curiosity, follow that intrigue and that excitement and interest as, as what desire should be, which is going to open up new opportunities, new possibilities, new places to learn, new people to meet that are in line with what you are seeking. Um, and um, she touched on this as well, um, Esther Hicks. She touched on, you know, if, you, if you're not acting, you're not doing something, it's likely because you haven't, haven't been inspired enough to do it. So if you're not really eager to do something, there's a reason for it. It's because you're, it's not, it's not exciting you enough, which means it's probably not on path, right? If you feel like you should be doing something, it's, it's you diverging from who you really are. Um, so I'm sure you've had the experience where when you heard something, you knew you needed to do something. Um, or that you knew you needed to act or you knew you needed to make that call or you knew you needed to look that up or watch that program or, you know, whatever, right? It's that, that inspiration that's like, yes, I need to do that. That's when you know you're on the right track. And that's when you need to take action. That's the inspired action that we're looking for um, when you need to act on something. Um, yeah, so the... There's a couple other things, but the, um, like I basically covered everything that I want to cover with the exception of, you know, catching the wobble, which is the piece that I caught at the end, which felt like, okay, yeah, this is what, this is what I need to hear. Um, even though wasting your time was the reason I came here. And I think I'm hoping you got something out of this as well. But in this particular circumstance, catching the wobble, catching the wobble is interesting because we will have triggers in our life that will set us off, that will kind of send us into that dark um, spiraling place, right? So if you can catch when you get wobbly faster, you won't, you won't, we will wobble and fall down, okay? You're, you'll actually have a chance to course correct before things get kind of too far off track. So, um, if you can understand what it is that sets you off in that wobble, that takes you out of feeling good and whatnot, you are in a better place to catch yourself 
ask yourself some questions about what's this really about? Why is this, why is this kind of getting to me? Um, you have a better chance at slowing that down and getting back on track. So I'll give you an example. Um, cause we all have triggers. We all have things that set us on that wobbly path real fast. And it's like a knee jerk reaction. Like there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's that's kind of how it feels. Right. Um, so one of those things that sets me off generally comes around money, especially when it's, when it's what I believe to be wasteful spending. Okay. So because things have been tight here, um, anytime there has been a purchase or something that I felt that was um, not, not irresponsible, that's not the word, but anytime money becomes the subject, it immediately puts me into that spiral. Whether it's buying a winter coat in the end of the winter for next year, or it's buying a Halloween costume, or even buying some little toy at the dollar store for a buck. It, if, if I didn't feel like it was necessary, it immediately goes, I go into that spiral. So I wobble fast and hard. But the less time I spend on that wobbly topic, the better for me. So I need to get off that topic as soon as possible so that it doesn't become my, my dominant vibration and then me attract in more of that scarcity wobbly mindset. So I know for me, that transition needs to be pretty quick or I can go pretty sour pretty quick. So you need to find those topics for you that are your wobbly zones and then be able to transition from them and take the focus off of them sooner. So yeah, that's where I'm at today. That's what I'm pulling out of this the most is, is the, is the trying not to wobble too long and to make that shift as soon as I can so that I don't let that one little thing drag me down the rest of the day. All right, so that's what I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed my breakdown of this uh, particular Esther Hicks video. Um, and uh, if you want more, I'm, I'm doing a couple of kind of demo runs on how this, could, this group could be really cool where you come on, you bring your topic, we dive into your topic with an Esther Hicks video, and then we pull out ways that you can, um, can support your learning and your growth and, and be able to use law of attraction, use your understanding of law of attraction to help you spiral up, to stay in the flow, and to start seeing more of what you're looking for in your life. All right, so if you're interested, DM me, send me a message, at info at coachingin.com. Uh, I'll be sure to get you uh, into that call. So looking forward to talking to you and uh, have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Unapologetically Me podcast with Ian White, Life Fulfillment Coach.